Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to The Scoop. This is your host, co-host, Wesley Burns II, and I am glad to be here. I hope you are too. We're going to have a great show tonight. We are talking about uh, does a woman working have negative effects on marriage? So I am anticipating it to be a good show. Of course, I've got my wonderful co-host with me. Uh, Ms. Shaquilla Willis, what's going on, Q? Hey, hey, I am well interested in this conversation on this evening. <laughs> I'm sure you are. I'm sure you are. Yeah, buddy, I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Look, I don't, even know, I don't even know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but we're going to go with it. <laughs> it's good, it's good, it's good. <laughs> And of course, we got Mr. Keisha Booth. How you doing, Keisha? I am wonderful. Good. How are you? Good. I am present, and I am good, as always. Oh, you are yet. You are in the land of the yet living. You are doing good. (laughs) I got nothing to complain about at all. So, uh, I'm good. I am really good. But yeah, so we're going to get into the show real quick. But before we get into the show, y'all know how we do it. Uh, before we get into the
I'm just looking at, you know, the history and the numbers, and that that's enough for me. <laughs> that's enough for me. I can't deal. I, I, so did you all, so let me, so would the consensus be, because I know I read a couple, most of the polls I read today and most of the articles um, said that, clear, that clearly um, Hillary won um, the debate. Will you all, do you all both agree with that? I agree. Yeah. From what I'm saying, yes. Everybody was uh, extremely happy to not see her looking like she was in pain or sick or anything. So, yeah. Um, She was very poised. She had a couple one-liners that were... um, that were that that landed in good timing. I like the the one particularly that I know that they keep talking about is where she told him that because he was kind of telling her like she, you could listen to her. She's so scripted. You could she just stats and this that and the other and there's no and she says no. I prepared for this debate and I prepared to be the president of the United States. Like she's the whole idea of her being. She she used that idea of yes I've been in this thing. Yes I know this. I say this. You know I'm a, I'm this cold person. I'm just I'll. I'm stats driven. She said, "No, I, I prepare. I'm prepared for this. I'm here for this conversation." So, to me, that was one of those moments. So, you know, mic drop type situations for Hillary. And throughout the night, she had the most comprehensible thought process going. You know, you could actually follow her train of thought. It made sense. Your your job didn't end up dropping by the time she finished her little, her two minutes or whatever. So, those moments were rare and far and few between for me. Um, again, as we've said over and over again, not, no candidate is perfect, but if you want to, as far as what a clear winner would be, I would definitely say it was Hillary, as far as debates go. He wasn't prepared at all. He wasn't ready for it. Were there any, were there anything that you took away from Trump's, um, Trump that you thought, oh, okay, you know, I, I didn't know this about his platform or... You know, maybe this is a part of something. You know, like, were there anything, any good things that you would take away from what he said? Nah, bro. I think I'm at a loss for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She said, uh, no. No, no. I mean, no. They say the first 20 minutes or so was where he was, he had his big boy pants on, like he had his adult thing going on, which he did. He was, he he tried to, to play that game, but it didn't take much for him to go back into the Trump that we have grown to know. And it's not even, and I I don't even want to say like, no, he didn't have anything positive to say. It's just because he didn't really say anything new to me. The things that he had said, um, not if new positive wise, like he addressed the tax thing and, you know, said that he was smart for making those decisions, you know, like, which just, again, made my job drop. I couldn't believe that whoever his people were put that in his mind that that was a good idea to say those things. And that kind of, so no, to answer your question, no, there was nothing positive that I got from what he said, especially anything new. Um, and the things that he tried to push as positive felt really, really pushed as positive, and then there was no backup to actually make them fall as as true. He just seems like a fairy tale. I mean, like a not a fairy tale, a very very bad bad cartoon, like a very very bad cartoon. Because he he speaks in fantasy. None of the things that he speaks of could actually happen. So it's hard Did for you, me to pull so positive. Even from like for example, I mean, he talked about 
um, his tax plan. I mean, was there any? I mean, nothing. There was nothing good. I need y'all to come on, just give me one, just so we could be fair and balanced. Uh, what do you have? Maybe I can pull. Maybe you can help me drive my memory. Cause I'm telling you, it didn't sound very promising for your girl. Like I was not. I don't have very many. Yeah, no, I ain't got nothing for you. It's all. I'll say. I say. I ain't even heard nothing good. No, I didn't hear anything good. I was just trying to. I was trying to be, you know, be fair and balanced. There you go. I, I, I honestly heard everything I heard last night from him was what I already knew. I already knew that he would lower taxes on the wealthy. I already knew that he thought that he had a pulse in the African American community. Um, I already knew that he thought that, um, like he literally said. Um, that because of the work, the things that he's done over the last, you know, couple of weeks that now, you know, like African-Americans are going to vote for him. I knew he thought that, but, right. bro, that's, you know, the same, the same people who liked you before. Now, I will say this, what I, what I did um, appreciate was what we can't not appreciate, but what I, you know, what, what I saw is what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, that remember his attempt to pander to the African-American community is really not an attempt to get our vote. And so uh, so I thought he did more of that, which, again, he's trying to win, so I know he's got to revive his base. I know he's got to make the people who like him come out and vote for him because if he can't at least carry what he's counting on at this point in the game is that African Americans hate Hillary so much we will not vote. And if we don't vote for Hillary, he, and I'm not saying, by the way, this is not me endorsing or saying vote for Hillary Clinton because I'm going to get there in a second. Um, but if we don't vote for her, then he knows that he has to, if he can carry um, the amount of Republicans that normally vote Republican, he has a chance. That's what he's banked on, that we hate her that much. So he really wasn't necessarily saying vote for me. He more so was saying don't vote, don't for, vote her. for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or don't, yeah, don't vote for her at all. So, I mean, and again, like we've been talking about, the problem with that is, once again, I still have not seen her do enough to make me think that my that my vote really matters to her. Um, I mean, no, again, no disrespect. You can come to the National Baptist Convention all you want. You can go have an interview with Mary J. Blige all you want. You can talk to, you know, to whoever you oh, want. And none of that still says, oh. none of that still to me says, that you represent the agenda of the African-American community um, in America and you are going to be put in office to do the things that are necessary for us um, to get to where we need to get to. Um, and so until she speaks to that, and she's only got a couple more days, um, I'm, still not, I'm still not interested in, you know, I'm still not interested. Like I'm not wooed by it. I'm not one of those people who's yet going to say, I hate Trump enough to vote for Hillary. Just like I'm not going to say I hate Hillary enough that I'm going to vote for Trump. So somebody got to do something to, you know, steal because, again, I don't think that either one of them have yet uh, invested enough into us as a, as a community. That's, that's, that's kind of what I saw from the debate. So can I ask a question? Um, on a, and not, well, yeah, in a devil's advocate, so to speak, or maybe even just more of a digger, deep, digging deeper into what you just spoke on. So before, when you first even opened my eyes or gave me a different perspective into that conversation, into how um, even the LGBT community basically spent money, lobbied for, 
spoke with got on the team of President Obama, and that's how they got all of this, all of their agenda pushed. And life is on a uptick for, you know, so to speak, as far as policy wise for LGBTQ. Okay, so when they did that, there was a coalition, so to speak. There was a group. There was a a there there was a team or a um a pack. I guess that's the word I'm looking for. There were people who were put in place to go and speak on the LGBTQ community's behalf and have the agenda. This is what we want. This is, these are the things, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, what we want. This is how we're going to do it, and this is our dollars that we're pledging towards your campaign to get said things done, which then bought them the voice. That's how it was kind of explained to me <clears throat> and in some conversations that we've had of how that happened. So for us as black people, who is our, where is our pack? Where is our coalition? Where is our group? Where is our voice? What is our agenda? Where are our dollars to go towards that conversation? Because when you think about that, I'm kind of looking at that like we're asking for more than what we're willing to provide. Like we can't say answer our, our, our ransom list if we, ever, if we never provide the list. Now, we know what it is that we want. We can pick, you know, the police brutality, the, 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 you know, we have our things, but we know that they speak in line and action items. And outlines, this is what we're doing. We're coming, we got our stuff together, we got the dollars, the people, this, that, the other lined up. So in my devil's advocate question, where is that on our side for us to come to that table and have that conversation? And that's just the devil's advocate part of that, because I happen to agree with you. Yes, I need someone to stand up and say this is what you're going to do, but I also have to have accountability in the fact that where is our agenda? Where are our dollars? Where is our, you know, how are we going to enact our voice so that it actually becomes heard and gets further than where we are in the current, saying that we're not being heard? So only now. Um, <laughs> okay, so 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 very good question actually, um, and it's, the truth of the matter is we don't have it, and that's the problem. We don't have um, we're, we not we're not in a position right now where we have the organization in place. So we have certain organizations in place. Let me not say that we don't have any, but we have certain organizations that are in place that are that you know that represent us. You know, for example, the NAACP is one example. Um, but we're not. We don't have the organization. Um, economically in place, and this is why you're seeing so much of a push um, from um, certain smaller groups to try to say, listen, let's become more entrepreneurs and pool our resources and pool our money together because for that very thing, we can't do, we have not yet uh, been able to do that. And so because we haven't been able to do that, what literally happens is, just like, in, like we've been talking about economically, as soon as the dollar comes into, um, into the African-American community, it circulates maybe one or two times, and then it goes out, if that. Literally, I would say it doesn't circulate at all. Um, we get it, right. and we turn it right back around and give it away. And so that's why you're starting to see some of that, because we can say, listen, now we can set up our own power structure. You have your own banks. You have your own grocery stores. You have your own, <clears throat> excuse me, your own farms. You have your own, you know, everything, so that way you no longer have to depend on um, outside Entities in order to feed you, to clothe you, um, to you know finance you, and things like that. We just don't have it. It's just really what it boils down to. We don't, we don't have it, and that's the problem. Um, and we could. So I'm looking. I'm looking at numbers here from uh, 2012, and I was trying to find um, numbers by race, but I couldn't find it, even 
from a sector and an industry standpoint, again, we 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 not giving we don't we don't as a community we typically aren't ones to just donate large uh, tons of money to mm-hmm. campaigns. That's part of the problem. We need our own candidate because every year I keep saying every year we keep saying the same thing. Well, we just go pick between the lesser of two evils. We just don't mm-hmm. keep picking between the lesser of two evils. I'm tired of picking between the lesser of two evils. At some point, I like to pick somebody who absolutely represents me again. And if that's the case, and there is no one that represents me, then again, we are still under the same system that we have we complained about when we first revolted, and that is that we have taxation without representation. So, I mean, we've got we've got some some work to do um, in that area. But that's a very good question that you just asked. Real good question. I was just wondering and whatnot. <laughs> well, on that, Takesha. So now that you, I mean, so what's your kind of your perspective? Because I know you got a little bit of uh, different, more a little different perspective now that your position has changed a little bit. What, what are your thoughts? Oh, on what specifically? Just the process. Hmm. Just the entire, I mean, the entire process in general. What, these crazy candidates? Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I mean, at this point, I'm looking at the rest of the ticket. I mean, I'm not even going to lie. I'm just that focused. Um, when it comes down to it, whoever the president is still is going to have to bow, just like Obama did to the house. So those you know, those people, those positions, those are uh, my focus. I'm not even this right here is just like the the overlay for the underplay to get you so focused on this that you don't vote or that you vote in a way that is not gonna serve the people. So you know that's just where I stand. You guys see, um, I posted, I think I need to post on the page for those who didn't see it. But did you see um, Killer Mike's um, t- comments? Did you guys see that? No, I've actually um, read about it. I haven't had a chance to see it, but okay. I've read about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he basically, his his comments, for those who didn't read it, and again, I'll, I'll, post, it, I'll post it on my page, but his basic thing was what he just said was, uh, what I just said was that you, we keep asking for this revolution, but we're not prepared for a revolution. Again, we, he asked the question like, you know, who in here grows your own food? Who in here goes and shoots your own, um, you know, who in here shoot, you know, shoots your own, you know, get your own meat and prepare your own meat? Who can, you know, where is our grocery store? You know, so he was asking those type of questions. He said you are asking, you know, you're trying to send, you send, you want a revolution, but you're not prepared for it. He said that you're just as ingrained in this system um, as the white people who you condemn. And so, I mean, he was very, very poignant, very poignant yep. in, in his uh, in his, and that, in his that I know about the truth. So, yeah. and we talk yeah, too we much. Talk truth, We're too busy said. trying to be seen right now instead of actually coming together. Doing, you know, we're yeah, doing and doing, work. yeah, we're we're yeah, doing we're work. we're doing too much. It's too much for the show yep. at the moment, and we're yep. tearing it down from the inside. My brother and I have had yep. conversations about this. Um, 
and he put me on it. I was like, wow, you know, the art of war yeah. um, kind of breaks right. us down as exactly. well. Like the way exactly. we're we're not at all equipped. Exactly. <laughs> we think, you know, we think we know, but we really have no idea, and we're really just setting ourselves up by laying out our our every move and and having those arguments publicly. We're, we're forgetting those yeah. basic what happens in this house stays in this house type of thing that we were raised with or some of us seem to have been raised with but not so much on others. You know, so we're we're having too many um family conversations in public view and it's 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 just not gonna work. We gotta yep. we gotta do better overall. And Kelly he's right on point. He's right we are not at all prepared. More people need to get it in that that breakdown like that. Much the majority what, of us uh, can't say yes to Five of the questions he asked. <laughs> Go ahead, Keisha. But I say that that's the point of the village, though. Um, and that's the part that we keep forgetting about, is that we are way stronger together than we are apart. And we feel like every individual should carry every single layer, every single piece. And that's not how we built to work. It's our coming together that makes us who we are, period. So, no, I, well, I have the ability to and have grown my own food. So, yeah, I have that. Have I started my own businesses? Yes, I have that. But when it came down to uh, marketing and, and sales, I, I was tired of it. So I need somebody else to come and do that part. You know, I have to be willing and open to build that, build the connections that make it make better sense. You know, everybody can't do everything. Um, but it's a lot of people who are there who have already been preparing for these moments because mm-hmm. they have been blessed to be able to see that it was coming. Foresight, visionaries, however you like to define it. You know, and they saw it, and, and it's a lot of people who are prepared, but we don't listen to them. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, because, they, because their words aren't the popular words. Their words go against what maybe you've been taught or what you thought, and then until it comes past, then you be like, oh, wait, wait a minute. You know what? Such and such was talking about that three years ago. You you said that real nice. I'm going to say it the way that you should have said it, but you you didn't. Because you were for once trying to be real. She was trying to be real political when she said that. She tiptoed that thing. So what she just said is, is that we've had people like, Minister Farrakhan, who has been telling her this, saying this stuff for 20 years, and because mm-hmm. some of, most of us are not a member of the Nation of Islam, we chose to say mm-hmm. he does sometimes sound a little. He does sometimes sound a little off. Let's just be honest. He, um, he, he, he's not he, every man. He sounds very <laughs> radical. We choose not. We choose not to work with him because, or to get with what they're doing, or what he's doing, or what he's suggesting, because we think that he ain't nothing but a crazy old man who thinks that every that the white man is the devil and everybody who worships Jesus is going is, is stupid. So we don't so we choose to say that because we disagree with your religious preference that we can't collaborate with you. And that, my friends, is the problem. Is that just because I disagree with a certain part of your belief does not mean that I cannot work with you. It just means that I have to learn how to disagree with you in love and we still have to learn how to work together. Because as Takesha says, I might not get up and pray get up and pray to the East three the three times a day, four times a day, whatever it is that they do. Um, respectfully and I don't say that flippantly. I might not do that. And I might believe in, in Jesus, but that does not mean that when it comes time to defend my commun- community 
Well, when it comes time, when it comes time for us to defend my family, when it comes time for us to take care of business, I can't stand there and say, hey, let's do business. Let's open up this bank. Let's open up this grocery store. Let's go ahead, you know, let's do whatever it is we've got to do. That's the problem is we can't move beyond those types of things to say, yeah, okay, let's work together. Somebody just corrected me that Farrakhan worships Jesus. Yes, Farrakhan does worship Jesus. Farrakhan worships Jesus a little bit differently, but Farrakhan does worship mm-hmm. Jesus. So let me let me clear that up. Thank you, Pancho. I, I I misspoke. I didn't need to say it like that. So yes. So um so yes, again, that's the that's the issue. And that's what Takesha just nicely was trying to say, but since I don't have to be nice, because um, <laughs> it's, it's my network, I don't have to do that. I can yeah. Do that. So, um, <laughs> but that's that's just what what it is, and that's just true. So, all right. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna cut you off. Um, I was like, and of course, still to that, you know, stay in your lane, even when you get in it. When we come together. Know your role and be willing to play your part. Stop trying to step on everybody else's toes. Play your part. Yep. I think we'd be just fine. But people just, oh, Lord, they got a little you syndrome. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Don Patty, what's going on, my man? You were quiet today. Hey, what's happening, man? Look, Patty also in the building. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> How y'all doing, man? Y'all good this evening? I hey. got off early, good. so I can hang out and play with y'all early today. He's <laughs> <laughs> doing his happy dance. We can hear the movement. <laughs> oh, good daddy. <laughs> you got anything you want to add about the presidential debate, man? Are you good? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. Y'all good? I see y'all being good. political. Yeah. You have you said you had nothing to add about the debate. You thought you nothing nothing with uh, nothing else. My addition to the debate is that I believe that Donald Trump was on the cocaine and then uh outside of Donald <laughs> Trump being on the cocaine, I don't believe that uh either one of them said anything that was worth anything. Um I think that basically we plan to pick a pick the uh, lesser of both evils. Um, yeah, that's pretty much where I stand. I'm more concerned right now about local elections. That's where my thought process is right now. Because you know how you just kind of hope that this really is a bad dream and a joke, and then it's not, and then you wake up and it's still going on. Yeah, that's pretty much how I feel right now. Yeah. All right. We're going to go ahead real quick and take a break, and then we're going to come back. And when we do, we're going to jump into this topic. This is When I Want To, not fan. The connection, man. We'll be right back after the break. I just fuck with them when I want to. Me, why don't you? And if you owe me something, you better give me mine. Rock you up when I want to. How else 
So you should fool me, why don't you? But cash on side, don't fool me about no brunch, fool. My pop on lot independent on me, and this right here is lunch, bro. My mama limping, ain't got no whip, and I'ma go cop one for her. All these cases in this, I had to whip my blow. Yeah, I used to switch it, but feel like I don't even know. I always pay what I weigh. What the fuck you mean that I owe you? So don't fool me, and I won't fool with you, and it's all a fan got for you. A lot of be on my mind. Um, 
I know that I've spoken on this as far as my personal relationship is concerned because I, I work um, I work outside of the home, and my husband works in the home. He um, His office is here. He's a music producer, so he works a lot of, um, I guess, what some in corporate would consider more on a contract basis. It's not a nine-to-five like what some are traditionally used to. So um, our dynamics, our working ways, and all this kind of stuff is totally different. So um, <clears throat> when I was first asked this question in relation to this show, I thought to myself, well, no, you know, because the, the way that we had this conversation, it was set up, well, she's tired because she works all the time. Um, there's not enough sexual, you know, like Wynn mentioned earlier in the lead-in, there's not, her sexual, sexual appetite is different. Um, things around the household tend to slack off. The mothering tends to slack off. There was this entire, this long, long laundry list of negatives that were given as to how a woman working in the home could bring about despair, it seemed. <laughs> and um, considering I started out young, and again, I speak from a personal experience, I started out, we got married, I was 19 and my husband was 20. So we were young, and we hadn't had a chance to have a lot of the um, the roles, per se, put into us as far as who should do what. We just kind of knew we wanted to be together. We loved each other. This was our life. We're going to make this thing work. So throughout our time, we figured out what works best. In answering this question, I can say when I was not working and things were what some would consider traditional, that's when our relationship did not necessarily align the way that people would expect a relationship to just magically fall into place. It was when we decided to work our personal, our, our way that worked for us out, were we able to actually find a way to hit a stride and actually um, make progress as far as a family is supposed to make progress over time. Um, and then I did some research because I, I know that my experience is limited as far as this particular um, subject is concerned. So I did a little bit of research, and I found an NPR article that um, it particularly talks about what happens when wives earn more than the husbands, but the actual data that they pulled, it, it actually touches deeper into the, the psyche of the relationship. It wasn't so much to do with the earning more. It had more so to do with the fact that she was um, competitive within the household because studies show that women who work within the household will often come home and try to work 10 times harder to then do the chores, make sure that the house is kept up, the, the dinner is cooked, the kids are taken care of, the homework is done, the husband gets taken care of, because she is trying to then make up for the fact that the husband may feel inadequate. So there actually studies show women are more likely to request divorce or file for divorce more than men because of the levels of anxiety and depression that come with having to balance the emotional psyche of the man feeling like less than the man because she's out working and then her having to actually deal with the, the, the actual same stressors that come along with working in the household. So it's not, I don't think it's cut and dry as, oh, there, she's not giving the sex, she's not there as much, because studies show that that's actually not really um, always the case. And it, it's, a, it's a small number of, of situations where women are, I'm tired, I'm not giving up, I'm tired, I'm not doing this, or I work, at, you know, throwing it back up in the men's faces and things like that. So just giving a little bit of info out here so we can start the dialogue. What do you, when, how do you feel about that? Um, since I know you were married and your, I assume she, she worked, right? So you all were a two-working household. Do you feel, without getting too deep into yourself, um, <laughs> that that was a 
um, a hindrance to the the relationship in general? How would you feel from a man's perspective? Can I please the fifth now? Um, oh, bro. So, <laughs> you can please the four and a half. The four and a half. We'll give you a little bit. <laughs> so do I, I think I think it it does affect. There is an effect. Um, there's definitely an effect because energy and all of that kind of stuff is expended outside of the house that is not expended inside of the house. I think what I learned during the 10 years I was married um, was, let me back up, when I was married, probably the first two, first year we were married, um, I tell this story, I think y'all probably heard the story before, but she used to come home from work. Um, she was uh, is a nurse and would come in from work put her bag down and immediately start cleaning and cooking and whatnot. And so one day she came and I said, listen, I don't, I don't need that. Like, I need you to just slow down for a second, just have a seat, you know. And she told me and, and, and told me, which I didn't know, that she thought in her mind that that was her role and that's what she, what she had to do in order to be a good wife. And so I, once I understood her rationale, because she was tired, you know, and it was like, oh, no, you don't need to do that. I can clean, I can cook, you know, and I want you. And so I want you to come home and relax and whatnot. And so once we worked through that dynamic, it was fine. Um, I never, yeah, that was the other stuff, that was never an issue. Um, so I, I can't, I can see how it does have an effect on a marriage because, again, um, if a man has an expectation that any time he wants attention or anytime he needs sex or anytime he wants um his you know his wife to do whatever that she's present um, or not every time but the majority of the time then when she cannot do that that expectation is not going to be met and i don't think that as a mature man we we expect that i think the issue comes in when the fact that you work um and i'm going to go off i'm going off key is the fact that when the fact that you work becomes the, the quote-unquote, and I'm not going to, I'm using this word, but I don't mean this. Yeah, no, I mean it just the way I say it. Becomes the excuse as to why you're mm-hmm. not going to do things. Um, when you say, oh, I work, and I can't believe you expect me to work and still do A, B, C, and D. Um, mm. Because that, that's the difference. There's a difference between I'm tired, I can't do it today, versus, you know, it's been two weeks and I just don't feel like, I don't want to have sex. I don't want to cook. I don't want to clean. I don't want to talk. I just want to go to work for 15 hours a day and come home and sleep. You can't do that. Just like as a man, right. we can't do that. So I think there's there's a difference between, you know, so, yeah, it can work. When it, when it becomes the excuse, it's a problem. But, again, in most instances, I think that as a man, you just saying, listen, I just, you know, I just want my little love. I just want some love and affection. And when I get mm-hmm. my love and affection, so you can, I mean, I, I, you can let me go watch football, and I'm all right. So, I, again, I, that was not my experience. Um, when it was, it was quickly adjusted and corrected, and she appreciated it. But it also meant that as a husband, I had to start cleaning more. So mm-hmm. maybe I should have shut up. Maybe I should have kept quiet. I don't know. No. Mm-mm. Trust me, quiet. you're wiping some things down. No, no, you should not I have kept quiet. And, there will be no, no quiet. 
No, those not quite. I mean, because what? Because even what is that saying? I know you're playing, and I know you don't. You know, I know you're probably thinking, "Damn, I shouldn't have said that." But no, and there are some men who would probably would prefer to stay quiet and be like, "You know what? That's her thing. Eventually, she'll figure it out." Like, but until then, I'm gonna ride this wave. But if if you have to think, she's coming home. You have to think of the premise of why. The, the average woman would work a full shift doing whatever it is that she does and then come home still tired and still try and, you know, make the meal, clean the house, get the kids, do all of that versus sitting down for a moment, gathering herself, refinding that charge. She's doing that out of, even though it does not exist in you, it may not exist in you, she's trying to take care of an insecurity that she doesn't want you to feel in the fact that she's just trying to provide. She's doing what she needs to do or making her contribution to the family by going to work, but she knows that you're still a man. So she still knows that inside there's still a certain, even if you don't feel it, there's a stigma around what a woman is supposed to do. So the job becomes extra. You choose to go work, but you still need to cook. You still need to do this, even if it's not a choice. Well, we got, we all got to work. This is just what we got to do. We got to work, but I still got to eat. We still got to do this. So that's what we're telling ourselves in our minds. Even though you may never utter those words, that's her mind frame when she comes home and still works in that way. So if in your mind you know if all I have to do is put load the dishwasher, set the meat out, so whenever she gets, you know, when she gets here, she gets her shoes off and ready to cook, she's got the meat and don't have to go through all that. Like if that's all it takes, to make her feel a little more comfortable, if you love her, that's a small sacrifice. Like, that's not belittling you or demeaning you or stripping you of any type of manhood. She will then pop a, the, she will have a couple sips of that no-dose, and get, I mean, not no-dose, but that Red Bull, get it together, and then you won't have to worry about giving you a little love because those types of things balance out. So, no, don't keep it to yourself so you don't have to do X, Y, Z thing, you know, Say it. Say, babe, I get it. But you don't need to do those things. Like, tonight, I can order pizza. The kids don't want to go through all that anyway. Like, we'll just chill, watch a movie, and let it be. And I guarantee you those things will go so much further than still allowing her to work herself to death like that. And feel, you know, and if it's, if it's not one of those things that you require like that. So kudos to you for let me, let me recognizing you, that and saying something about it. Yeah. Let me, let me, well, I'll be honest. First of all, I was being very selfish when I, when I, when I said it because, Again, I'm. You know, I know you were I'm playing. Managed. I know you didn't. I'm managed. You know. No, no, I'm, I'm managed. <laughs> and so, if it's between, look, I order a pizza if I can change it. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, but right. if, it, if I got a choice between pizza and, you know, I'm talking married folks, so you know it's gonna win every time. But um, mm-hmm. I think I think my question to you and to, to Keisha is. You you said that there is what it sounded like you said was there's almost a sense of guilt for working, um, and why 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 do you feel why would you feel guilty for working, um, and yeah and still feel like you have to work come and work harder because you work why why is that? Keisha, I'll let you go first because I've been talking. Um, I'll let you have that. Okay, well this is the part. Um, <laughs> You so funny. This is a part of the mama's agenda, actually. Um, you know, Mothering Justice, one of the organizations I was working with that is amazing. Um, because mothers do, and that's mothers. I don't know. I can't speak from um, single at my age perspective. I don't know that. You know, single with no children. Um, 
you feel guilty for having to leave so much of your house undone to do a job to bring money in to keep the house functioning, but it's not flowing sometimes. So I could see that being an issue. Um, but I don't know. I think I watched the women in my family run extremely tight ships, and um, I don't. The house was. The same way, you know, when we came back home as it was when we left, so it wasn't, and we kept the house, you know what I'm saying? So we kept the house clean off, off top, so it wasn't like a big, super-duper amount of cleaning to be done. Um, but when we was little kids, I, I'm assuming she had some, some work, but she was still like the mama that kept you in a, a playpen in the corner, you know what I'm saying? So I said... It was a, a, you know, that area was the one she had to clean up, and the rest of the house she cleaned while we did that area kind of thing, you know. Um, so I look at it kind of, I don't know, I guess I, it's different to me. Um, because they both did work, and 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 I didn't see, you know, her seeming extremely stressed out. But then as we got older, we found out she was like, I had no life, <laughs> you know. Right. And um, and that's that's where we don't that that's I guess that's part of the issue for me with my son. I make sure he understands every single thing it takes for this house to run because I'm not a, you, there will be no taking for granted. Just like I I understand everything it takes for you to go to school. You know the bullying, the dealing with teenager hormone crazy stuff. You know, um, and I you gonna understand everything it takes to be grown and you know taking care of the household. So. I don't know. For me, I guess it's it's different because I feel like the dynamic is different. So, and then, so I, I don't you, so, think it's a problem. Keisha, what do you, I mean, so Q, what do you what do you what do you think? Because I guess where does this level of guilt come from um, from women? Because I think Takesha probably just said a little bit of it. You know, it's something that you've seen, and if you grew up seeing it. That you probably thought that that's what you were supposed to do, um, when there was some definitely some different dynamics in what our our mothers did as opposed to what our wives and and daughters will have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I do I do I call it I I definitely will call it guilt. Um, I feel that way because there's so much that I would love to do as a mom, if I was there all the time, as a wife, if I was home all the time. Like, there are there are things that I would um, love to be available for. Like Keisha said, we miss so much. Like, when my babies come home and they have the 59 flyers in the backpack with the mommy and, you know, the the, the, mom, the donuts for mom, the donuts for dad, muffins for mom. And, you know, I, I, there are times when I'm off on the weekdays and I have to ask my husband, what time do I have to drop them off? Like, what? You know, those types of things you feel, um, I feel often inadequate. Like, you should know this. Like, you should, you're the mom. What happens when you go and you go to the school and you have to look in your phone for your baby's teacher's name? You know, those, that's not my current situation, but there have been times where I've been that mom, and I don't have my stuff together. So you, you have to find a way to balance your mom stuff, your wife stuff. You have to think, damn, when was the last time? I did this, that, or the other. You know, when you have to do those things, but then you have to think, well, we still have to eat. 
You know what I mean? So you you have to your your priorities have to be balanced in a in such a way that you make yourself still feel like you're doing something because you're pulled in so many different directions. Um, it's still having to <clears throat> the guilt comes in still feeling like there's not enough of you. And again, a lot of the time it's self inflicted. No one might not. My babies tell me, oh, "Mom, you're the greatest mom ever." I would. There's. I'm so glad you're my mom. Like. We have those conversations. I feel so great. And in the back of my mind, as soon as they turn around and walk away, I'm thinking, man, if I was here, you know, if I was able to do this, that, or other, I know I would be like super, super mom. And those are the things that you end up having to say, girl, you know, sit yourself down and just be thankful that these babies are happy to have you in their lives. Like, be thankful for where you are. So, again, it's not always on you all to relieve that guilt. It's something that we have, and we're going to have to just figure that out. Um, I can't put that on another person. I can't put that on the man in our lives always to fix that. I don't know if that will ever be resolved in me, especially since I went off and created a new business. You know what I'm saying? Like how how much guilt do you really feel if you're going and creating one more thing to pull yourself away? But in the background of that, I'm thinking this will open me up to be able to be that mom. You know what I'm saying? So it's just those gives and takes that we have to make those decisions because, again, we stepped outside of the role that has been given to us. Regardless if it, you as the man gave it to us, society has given us this role. So <laughs> you, it takes some different. It has to, it takes some retraining, some some experiences where it's come out in the positive for us to think, okay, well this is all right. You know, regardless of the fact that I have to do this one way or the other, this isn't so bad. You know, this worked out, and we call you know those are our mommy magic wins when things just happen to align, and you showed up on time with the cupcakes for the for the snack time, and you signed all the paperwork on the Thursday folder, and bam, you studied the spelling words. Like those are the times when stuff just clicks, and you're feeling good about yourself. And it is the win. Keisha, I know your son is a little older, but like we still in the Thursday folder stage with my baby. So, honey, if I get everything back in the backpacks and everything signed, <laughs> and baby's got lunch money and the baby like things like if I can have those, those are like my mini wins that help me feel like okay, you 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 getting to a certain point where this isn't as bad as it used to be. Um, and that's just the mommy side. Like we still haven't even talked about the husband part. You know, what I'm <laughs> so you know, if you got a man in your life, so there's just there's a lot that has to be dealt with as the nurturer of the home. You're required to take care of everyone. You're supposed to. You're expected to. You enjoy taking care of everyone. And when you feel yourself not being able to give enough of yourself to everyone, that's where I think the guilt. I struggle with that. Can yep. you tell? Can you can you feel hey, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm straight up with it. So you know I do. You be Yeah. Yeah. And it's them from being a mom, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a that's a but that's a that's a serious level of, of that I think that a lot of us need to take care of or need to take into account when we are um you know, when we're saying certain things or when we think of things. Again, and I know and I, I know that there's not um uh, that's not everybody that feels the way that that Q does, but I am sure um, that there are a lot that are a lot that do. All right, real quick, we're gonna go to a break and then we're gonna come back with part two. Again, if you have a question or a comment, you can call nine two nine four seven seven two three zero four nine two nine four seven seven two three zero four and press the number one. After the break, I'd like to know if this is one of the reasons why we are seeing um, uh, or how this is being affected now that we have so many uh, female entrepreneurs. Um, As you guys know, um, female entrepreneurship 
is women are growing at the rate six times faster than any other demographic. So I'd like to hear your thoughts on that after the break. So, again, if you have a question or comment, 929-477-2304 and press the number one. All right, we'll be back right after the break. This is Control Freak by Leah. You listen to the school.
my life then. Okay. Now, just before we get into the second half of that really, really, really good conversation on women working in the house place, mm-hmm. we're going to touch on this hot topic. And this segment is sponsored by Kinky and Classy. Of course, first class service for high class clients. I've been enjoying the likes, you guys. Visit the website, sign up for five kinky tips. They, of course, have been updated. Um, so please feel free to sign up to get those kinky tips. And each kinky tip comes with a kinky treat. So this week we had a whole lot of um, conversation going on in the school group. A whole lot. A whole lot. Okay. Okay. So it's very difficult (laughs) to pick a topic to discuss tonight. But, you know, I just had had to feel the petty deep down within. (laughs) And so there was a photo um, with the caption, when your girl gets too comfortable. And this photo, um, yeah, if you're in the group, you know what it looks like. If you're not in the group, then this is a, a woman um, who we're going to say she is looking to find the outfit that she's going to put on over her undergarments. And she is on her cycle. These are all nice ways to say the things that have been said in the comments up under here, okay? Um. <laughs> But you can see her pad or whatever. So, um, yeah. At first, when I saw this, I was like, wait a minute now. This is a bit much. And then I started to read the comments. And it is so amazing to see how bipolar this conversation is. And by that, I mean there are two totally different sides to... um, how people feel about this. So I'm like, look, give us free. You better be having to figure that on. Um, and you know what I mean? At least you're not free bleeding. You need to be cool. Um I love the statement, how you gonna stick your your situation all up in and then be tripping on her protecting her um, underwear from being damaged. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, I had to combine a few responses. Um, But, yeah, I mean, there are two totally different points of view, and I I really wanted to break this down to the science of it all and to how crazy it is um, when you try to overgeneralize anything. This right here, now this is just me, and then we, you know, I really want y'all to give me y'all input on this for real. To me, this is so individual, it stinks. This is a personal matter, and you're asking for a social response to a personal matter. We do this way too much. Mm-hmm. Um, she is in her undergarments. That's a personal thing. And the person who took the pictures, now that should have been the the person who was questioning, you know? Like, are you too comfortable? Why are you taking a picture of her in her undergarments? Why? Because that, that's my question to the photographer. Why are you comfortable taking pictures of her like that? I'm sure she ain't giving you permission. But, you know, um, but 
this that that's personal, you know. But anyway, so then the other part of it is it depends on what that person is looking for and what type of woman you're dealing with. When you ask a question about uncouth, that word in and of itself means up to societal norms. When you're talking about the society that we live in, it would be considered uncouth because nobody is supposed to see this. Nobody's supposed to see this. But the person who you choose to be with, your other half, your husband, that should be a given. Like, dude, you know what happens. Get over it. But if you just out or if if this was, like, at a locker room or something, I could see that being a real issue. Like, lady, everybody don't need to know your business. That's just me. And that's because, you know, I guess, you know, we were the ones who they said, you know, make sure you got on the first pair of underwear if you got to go to the doctor's office. It's just certain lady-isms that, I, you know, that came from charm school, because I did go to charm school, that maybe everybody didn't get, you know what I'm saying? But, again, this is an individual thing. If I'm at home by myself, you're doing good. That's all I'm saying. You're doing real good. Because... I don't even wear, I was about to say something, put my business out there. I'm not even going to get you there. But no, <laughs> you're, doing, you're doing good to, to have all of this put together, to be perfectly honest. Leave me alone if I'm by myself. But no, I'm not going to subject them to that. No. <laughs> no, not regularly because that's not something I do. I don't even like to be walking around that way. That's personal. It's not nobody judging me because it's personal. So it ain't nothing that society supposed to know. You know what I mean? So it ain't nothing that your opinion should matter on in my house, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? And if it don't, that's just how so, I feel. Okay, hold on. Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. I am <laughs> just reading the the comments on this post. This <laughs> is hilarious. Yeah, man. It's, it's, tell me this is what was going on on this post. I completely <laughs> missed this post. I swear, why did y'all not tell me that this, this was happening? This is so funny. <laughs> this is so funny. She says, she says, we are all grown, and she says, this is the life of, a, of having a woman. We don't all wear tampons, and we are tired of our panties being ruined by our monthly friend. And Kathy is the sexy person who feels this is too much. If you like grown women and can respect this, this is the reality of dating a woman and be comfortable with it, then you're my type of dude. Let's be real, though. You folks talking about wearing wings and tacky, it's probably the same one saying, put a towel down. Is it heavy? And then let me just slide the head in. That's tacky. I'm so that glad. I'm so glad you read those and not me. That I'm so glad. Hilarious. I was trying not to. Oh, I'm like, let me see this. I have not even seen this. Let me check this. Oh, my God, this is so funny. Hilarious! Oh, I know. Yeah, it got it got real interesting. It got real, real. None of the dudes, the dudes no. on the post, like, no, we ain't said nothing. Ain't no dude. Nope. Nothing. Because we ain't stupid. And you probably got a hundred people who've seen the post, but only thirty that respond. Like the dudes, are, the dudes are like, no, man, I ain't touching this one. They know, but I know they reading it though. I want to give a shout-out to all the brothers who saw this post and knew that this was not a post for us to respond to. 
Good job. You are the MVP. Oh, bro, I don't even go down that aisle. So I wasn't going to go on the post. Good job. <laughs> so this, I swear, as soon as I go in the grocery store and I look down the aisle, I go, ooh, mm-hmm. wrong aisle. I ain't going down there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was I'm not going to be able to do it. That was smart. That was smart. Oh, my goodness. I said, well, this post is comedy. Some of these responses, I'm like, oh, my okay, God. Okay, so... <clears throat> So how do y'all feel about that? Since you gonna say y'all ain't no ain't nobody responded, but y'all got to. Hi. So how do y'all feel about that? Do you feel like that's too comfortable? What are you? What are your thoughts? Mm-mm, mm-mm, don't go quiet. Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I think I'm having feedback. Mm. I think I'm having feedback issues. These things are right here though. Let me tell you about these beans <laughs> and this rice. Oh, I got yeah, Kendall, do you see this? This is real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to tell you this. Now, nah, y'all really want to know what I really think? Seriously. I think that if this, is, if this was, a, like, if, we're, if we don't know, if we're, like, new to dating, then it might be a little too early for you walking around like that. But ultimately, this is a part of just being a woman, so it's not that big of a deal. Like, we ain't tripping about it. And, you know, you know, if anything, well, I'll tell the brothers later what they should really do about once they figure, once they see that. But um, but it's not that big of a deal. It's, as long as you don't is. tell them to run and throw chocolate at her. No, no. Actually, what I was, what I was telling them to do, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> if I was a man, what I would do is I would, I think as a man, one of the things you should know is you should get an idea of her of her cycle. Because then it will help. It should help you be able to understand um, if she is the type of person who has certain mood swings. It'll help you understand that if she's the type of woman who um, who gets you know who has certain needs. You understand that. Plus, if you're a grown man, you know what happens right before and right after um, a woman. Most women come on their their monthly. Um, and then it also helps you know, like if she try to, if y'all together, and she try to hit you with the oh, it's that time. You like, nah, player. You four days early. You ain't supposed to start for another four days. You lie. I'm on my cycle, so you can't do nothing. Lie. I know that trick, mm-hmm. and you ain't supposed to start to the 26th, and it's only the 22nd. Quit playing. Oh my goodness. So know it. If you see it, just kind of be mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, and by the way, he's That's trying to be nice. He knows she becomes crazy before and can be a little crazy after. So be ye mindful. That's all he's trying to tell. No, that's not what I was going to say. I'm sorry. Actually, I, was, uh-huh. I just know that right before, right before y'all get super, um, horny. most women are super horny. Uh-huh. Yeah, and after. So, I knew where that was going. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm just, trying to level yeah. seek and it's crazy up? good before and yeah. crazy crazy after. Yeah. Do you push? You get your get your get your ginseng, brothers, because it might be you know that's when she might get yeah. real, friend. <laughs> yeah. It's a five hour energy, so you never know. But that that's why I say just just know. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. We grown. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's that big yeah. a deal either to most people. Most guys, yeah, especially uh, if he's had like sisters or something, he don't want to see all your your business. But he's not gonna be like, yeah. ew, like you know. <laughs> now, <laughs> he's well, do I would like, 
I would like to mimic Dre, because Dre made a good post on there. Shouts out to Dre for being the only guy to actually post on it, too. But uh, <laughs> uncouth is the word. And, uh, I mean, at some point in time, we got to understand that, yeah, it is your free right to walk around however you want to, and, yeah, we know you have it. But at the same time, let's be serious. Why would you just be really just walking around with the thing just dangling between your legs? Like, there is no, it's cool for that. It's really not. Like, you can, not saying take your whole outfit to the bathroom, but at the same time, you can take care of that part in the bathroom and put on the lower part of your outfit or whatever else. You do not have to walk around like that. Sorry. No. I disagree totally. It's, it's ugly. Funny. And so now, does, now, now no. to the chagrin of no. the person that said no. that, how can you say that, you know, yada, 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 and then you still try to touch it? Well, I mean, look, uh, <laughs> that's all. I mean, look. I want to see how this is going to work out. I want to see. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, I mean look. look. That's all. Looking, I mean, bro. look. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, come on, man. We could pick better ways to do things, and that just isn't. Now, I will say this, because one way that I saw it go with the picture, because somehow it always ends up being the guy's fault, he shouldn't have took the picture of her like that. Okay. Because it looked sure. like she was now, getting dressed. It could have been a girl. Hold true. on. It, it, it could have I mean, been a female. Yeah, but, you know, we got to catch the flag all the time. It's always us, because when we don't post on the post, it always ends up being us that did it. So, for the flag, yes. If it was anybody, uh, her boyfriend or her girlfriend, however she chose to roll the dice, it was bogus to take that picture. All the way bogus. That's the truth. But mm-hmm. she just is bogus walking around like that. Like, at, first of all, from being around women when they're in that realm of life, they don't feel comfortable. Like, they don't feel like, you know, this is the time that they want to be seen like that. No way. So the chances that you're going to see her like that is slim to none unless, again, like I said, the word for that whole post is unless she's uncouth. It just really is the truth. Because, like, let's be honest. Most women won't even let you see them without, I mean, the ones that heavy on their weave. And I know this 20 times over. And, yes, I said weave because uh, – they won't even let you see them do their hair. You know what I mean? The bathroom would be locked and barricaded until the weave is in all the places it need to be in, and then they'll come out and present themselves. But yet it's okay for you to walk around with the knot between your butt, and that's supposed to be okay, though? Knot. Knot between your butt. Oh. Right. Oh. Uh, Yo, Mike, hey, you know, blow up. Ain't nobody going to come in <laughs> We didn't try it that already. Oh. Shouts out to the person that did come at me. You was the reason for that petty post about the weave. You won. <laughs> I can tell you, Jody. <laughs> I will blast your... I can't. <laughs> How you really feel? <laughs> now, I th- like I said, I, 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 I had the nerve to get in my inbox telling me this. what I need to do. I can't stand that type of movement. I will, I will say this. I think what is kind of weird, again, what's weird? No, nah, I ain't going to. Anyway, all right, next. I'm not touching uh-uh, that. No. All right, next. This is mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. Ain't no next. We still on. We still on this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, what's, the, what's, the, what's the next song? Mm-hmm. 
Y'all ain't getting me in trouble. I'm trying. I'm gonna get me. I'm trying to get me a. I'm trying to get me a girlfriend one of these days. Y'all are not gonna get. Uh, remember on the show when you said, um, was you talking? To, remember you? No, nah, uh, you ain't about to get me in trouble. So I reject you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess. Well, mm-hmm. I guess we can go to the song. We had beans of rice, though. <laughs> when, yes. This is a new one. Um, and it's by D. It's called Wing Your Heart. Hmm. All right. <laughs> it's a new one? All right, hold on. <laughs>
don't know about y'all, but now I feel like I want to slow dance now or something. Like you did in the grade school when you started, you know. Anyway. <laughs> Hands on the waist, you two steps. Hands on the waist. You two steps back shaking and back and forth. Like you know what you're yeah. <laughs> and then somebody told me, like, y'all too close. Back up. Everybody ends the song. You trying to like push, pull it close. Not that I did. I didn't do this. But then you try to put your hand on the small of the back, and you try to slide it down and you touch a butt. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, that's what Rashad used to do. Not me, of course. I was not like uh-uh. that. Proudly. <laughs> I just love you. <laughs> did you just talk to my boy? <laughs> Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, I can't even trip. I know I was the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, wait, Look, I you ain't talking about me. Keisha, you, was the one, mm-hmm. you was the one sliding down. What you, Keisha? Go ahead. It's okay. I gave mm. everybody hugs in high school. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Hilarious. Is that why you used to hug me in high school? Shut up. You wanted prayer anyway. <laughs> Quit it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. All right, this segment is actually um, brought to you. I'm going to do something different. So I don't know if you all know this, but tomorrow, um, a real friend of mine, um, Latoya Rose, is releasing her new Kindle book, or her, excuse me, re releasing her um, Kindle book on Kindle called Money Matters Life After Graduation. Um, so if you go to Amazon.com tomorrow or if you go to her, uh, excuse me, to her link on her page, uh, Latoya Rose, um, I'll post it. You can actually buy um, the you can buy the book for 99 cents, and then she's asking if you would post it on your social media page. So tomorrow from the hours of 9 to 3, um, go and buy Money Matters, Life After Graduation. So if you are um, – Someone, a recent graduate, or you've got someone in college or are about to graduate from college, it's a great book to help them get set up for um, getting their financial future set up, come out of college, get rid of their student loan debt. Let them know what not to buy not, since they're about to graduate right after college and things like that. So check that out. So, in this last segment, um, again, we're going to talk some more about this, the, our topic for the evening, which again is um, our women asked to do too much by working outside of the home, and how does this affect um, relationships and marriage? So um, before, when we were talking about this, we, had, we started talking about uh, a little bit about the guilt that they had, that women have or that some women have. And I asked the question, how um, is this why we're seeing so many female entrepreneurs pop up? Um, and so what do you guys have thought that you think that's one of the reasons is that is that guilt is no longer there, or is it just because, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to hear what your thoughts are. Uh, I personally think oh, – I'll go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I personally think that just machismo has moved out the way, and people are starting to grow up and notice that, you know, two incomes are better than one. Yeah, it's great if the man can make it happen on his own, but – you know, right now that ain't everybody's story, and I mean, it just 
It just is what it is. But I mean, not that, not that it's a bad thing that women make money, because that's I would think that's a super salute. I I think that's dope, especially coming from you know the land of where it was a time where women weren't even allowed to make money and, you know, and stuff like that. So I think major strides have been made in that area. And I think it'd be kind of selfish if a dude was to take that away from a woman if that's what she wanted or if, you know, that's what's needed. Like, I, you know, I just think that it's dope, honestly. I don't care who making the money like that. As long as, you know, we got a, a good team going, that's all that's really important. Keisha? What? Do you think that that's that's why we're seeing so many new female entrepreneurs starting their own businesses? Well, because we don't want to work a nine to five because it's not, it's almost not okay to be a parent and an employee. Um, Because as a parent, to be a good parent, you have to be present, um, and not just by presence, you know. <clears throat> so the the soccer games, the the practices, the you know, getting them from school, making sure they make it to school, the school emergencies, be it health concerns, whatever that is. As a parent, the um, the, the way that employment works, <clears throat> you don't have the opportunity to go take care of that type of stuff. So. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it stifles. Either you're going to choose to be a provider or a parent. And that's not something you should have to choose between, you know. Um, and so I, I still think, I think that's just where a lot of it stems from is you have to reshuffle shuffle your priorities just to survive. And then what you see is a lot of failed parent-child relationships because of it. You think they understand why you're not there when really they just needed you to help them with their homework, you know? So um, I, I don't know because I don't know how to completely fix that or deal with that, but I know that that's where any and all of my um, motivation came from because it was like if I'm giving you nine to five, He's at home two, maybe three hours after school by himself before I can even get home. Um, and that's as a single parent. But if both parents is working, it's the same dynamic, you know, um, or they're with a, another provider or some other individual who has to be brought into the position of an authority figure in their life when they were born with two natural authority figures in their life that have to choose between being able to provide for their child or being able to be there for their child. So, no, 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 no. Um, I choose to be there. <laughs> so I had to be on my own. And that's when it gets a little frustrating in building your own is because the the income has to come in or you're going to be right back in the same situation or forced into it, really. What do you think? Uh, I have always had an entrepreneurial spirit before I became a mom or a wife, but now 
I can honestly say that, like, my goal for my personal self is no longer as important as it was before, before I had children and became a mom, I mean, a wife. So now um, the reason for my business is to free me for them and to provide them a future so they don't have to make those types of decisions that I had to make, you know, to, to even have to worry, but like to have, to, to grow into a business and to have a family business to work in and, and, and work within and work around is something totally different than having to not be able to take off to take care of things that you need to and things like that. So now it's like foundation building so that my babies don't have to do that. Definitely to free me for them. Um, and <clears throat> I don't think that my willing, my going out and starting a business was any freeing of guilt. I don't think guilt had much to do with it as far as the rationale. It was more of it was more of a solution um, to one of the reasons why I feel the guilt. And although it's tough to start it and get going, I know that because it is what it is and I have a passion behind it, it will succeed. So it's one of those you got to weather the storm so you can see the sunshine type situations. So it wasn't a guilt. I don't think there's guilt around it. Why, around why I wanted to go into my business. And my husband supports me in my business, and he too is an entrepreneur. So it's just kind of... Again, our personal dynamic in our home, we're all like little entrepreneurs. Everybody has their own thing going. Everyone creates something in our household. So it's nurtured here, um, and it was a, a natural, it's kind of the natural way of freeing ourselves as a family so that we're all available to each other, you know, and can, can do the things that we haven't been able to do in whatever way that is. Myself and my husband, we both have things that, you know, we have guilt that, surrounds us in, in our ways of, you know, how our life has gone and how we have to make things happen. And everybody does that. That's the thing about the balance. You give and you take. So I think for us, being that entrepreneurial family will free us as a whole to be with each other more. And that's, that's the goal. That's what makes it worth it for us. Tell me what you think. Uh, I think I kicked it off. Ain't it your turn? No. What you think? Did you? You ain't have to say it like that. Um, you know, I think the reason is, I think that, that what, what the lady just said is pretty much predominantly the reason, but I think a lot of that is just, it all is really what it's about is instead of doing something, we they're going to do what they want to do. And fortunately, a lot of them um, probably don't have any research to show to say this, but I'm sure a good number of them come from homes where there is probably a stable you know, a husband or something like that working. Um, and so there is it is a little bit easier when there is that quote unquote stable income there to help do whatever the things need to be done in the house. So what you're doing is kind of you know adding extra or you know, you're kind of b- doing the building, what I would call the building part of it, while the other person is being stable. So I think it's, you know, I think it's a good thing. I think that anytime we can own our own or a person can own their own, it's a level of freedom. But I also am not, you know, as an entrepreneur, I'm not stupid to the amount of or ignorant to the amount of work that it takes to build a business. And 
that's one of the things I think most people don't realize is even if you are a business owner and you're not clocking a nine to five, you are working more on your business than you ever would on somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so please don't think that because somebody is an entrepreneur, they have the they you know that there's a four hour work day and the rest of the day you just sit somewhere chilling. Mm-hmm. You are twenty four seven grinding and hustling and trying to grow and fix your website and come up with your new marketing scheme and come up with your you know making sure your your stuff don't crash, figuring out how you're posting up on social media, trying to figure out mm-hmm. what you're gonna do for your next event. Um, who you're going to partner with, making sure that all the bills are paid, making sure that your business is paid, you know, and that you have the right supplies. If you don't have enough supplies, do you need to? Then you see somebody else that copied your product, and now how are you going to change it up? Are you going to change it up? You know, are you going to, you know, it's, it's constantly, you know, um, this thing breaks, so now your customer needs a refund, or you shift out your stuff um, in enough time, but it got lost in the mail, or it got broken in the mail, so now you got to take a loss on that, so you can set them. I mean, it's constantly something that needs to be done um, when you are a business owner. So you do it because you love it, but then you do it because um, it is, you know, it's freedom. It's yours, period. It's yours, and it's your baby, and when it's your baby, you get to make all the decisions, the good ones and the bad ones. That's why you do it. So. Agreed. Yeah. But it's, it's work. It's work. I don't care what anybody said. It's work. Owning a business is work, 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 as Rihanna would say. <laughs> yeah, it is. Do you think, um, were you going to say, Keisha? I was about to say, yes, it is. It's just, I, I yeah. think that I appreciate the flexibility of it versus, you know, the the rigidity of the nine to five, like that's my whole. That's literally the bulk of the the daylight, um, you know, and, and the ability to go and take care of other businesses. By the time you get off work, you can't go pay. You, know, it's just, I don't understand it, but I know that it just does not work for me. I tr- I've done it so, for yeah, a long, long time. Yeah, I agree. Go ahead. control. Um, do you think that it is um, easier? Well, no, no. What I want to know is, as men, what the, what is it that we can do to help you um, when you are? Yeah, if this is a struggle for you, if you feel like you know there's either there's an insecurity or you feel like you're overwhelmed or like what what do what do we do? Or to Rashad, what, what is it that you have done in the past if, if you've experienced it? Repeat it again. To, yeah, to, so to make to make. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm asking. I was asking the same thing Rashad was asking. I need more clarification on what it is. Just tell me one more so time. So, if you're struggling, if there's so if there's a woman who is struggling with this, who feels like she's doing too much, or she feels overwhelmed, or like she has to perform extra because she's all the stuff we talked about tonight, um, mm-hmm. what can we do to help that? Like, as your husbands, your boyfriends, the, your sons, you know, your daughters, what are what would you, what is it that you need? 
Because as a man, I'm going to be honest, my thing was, and I'll be, I'll be completely, totally transparent, my thinking was I'd rather you be well enough to talk to me and if I wanted to do it, have sex and have sex and eat. I can uh-huh. cook. Like, if I need to cook, you know what I mean? Like, if I need to cook, I help cook, even though I can only cook two things. But, you know what I mean? Like, that wasn't, the, that wasn't right. the primary thing. So what do men need to do? What do families need to do mm-hmm. so that both people can work if they want to? Share responsibilities of the household, right. I would think. You know, um, don't let it always be her job to get the kids ready for school. Or her, you know what I'm saying? Don't don't do it. Don't let the household be so uneven. There are many things, mopping the floors. It, it's, there are many things that men can do around the house that need to be done. Just well, play not, your okay. part. Maybe let me let me say this. Maybe not. I I think we. I'm not necessarily referring to. I think we know wash we can wash dishes more stuff like that. I'm saying in terms of to help you not feel like that you have to because even if you, I mean again, I don't I don't know I could say it. Say I know what you're trying to say. I know I know what you're trying to say. Actually, say those things. Like don't just say oh you're good don't worry about it babe. Like sit her down and tell when you see that she's moving and doing and you know she come in and she's tired. You know what your woman looks like tired versus refreshed. You know, with a regular days, you know, eight hours or whatever, where she's been on Facebook chilling and when she's been worked. Like, you can look at your woman and tell when it's been one of those days. Sit her down, put her hands in her lap, and say, babe, don't move. Like, this is where I need you. I'm straight. I'm good. I got dinner together or I ordered dinner or the kids are together. Whatever it is that you've done to get her to de-escalate her, do it in that moment. It won't just be one time. You won't – I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, I won't set you up for that failure. That's not going to happen. You will have to do this probably more than once. She's not going to get it. She's going to think, oh, that was sweet of him. Maybe he had a good, you know, like, we will find a way to make it something else. We will appreciate it, and it will matter. So do that. You, we won't stop ourselves. The best thing I, I could guarantee, I could, I could, the best advice I could give a man is say, how can I help my woman? Just literally sit her down and say, babe. I see what you're doing. I appreciate what you're doing, but you do not have to do this. You matter more to me than those dishes in that sink, that whatever meal it is you're trying to make. Like, I want us to be able to spend time where you're not nodding off during the conversation. Like, let's have a conversation, me and you, let's chill. It's not that serious. It'll be here tomorrow. Like, nobody's coming. Nobody, like, make her feel comfortable relaxing, and that will – then she'll feel more comfortable telling you, I'm tired. Like, do, can we can we chill? Like, can we have a, a you know, a cool night? Before I don't have to go all out tonight. Like, it don't have to be, you know, Susie Homemaker in here this evening. Like, she can then have that conversation with you so you don't feel like you have to decipher, is she, does she need me to step in or is she cool? Like, she can then feel better equipped to have that conversation with you. Like, babe, I'm really, I'm beat. Like, I'm really needing to just chill and it's okay and she can feel less guilt with that. She feels that it's more of a self care. It's her loving her and then that you love her enough to say, Yeah, yeah, are you crazy? Of course I don't care. Like, yeah, let's do let's chill. I'll do that and we'll chill and life will go on. Those types of things I think will overall help that conversation work a lot easier and that the the relationship will grow from knowing that it's okay for me to care for myself. And it seems crazy that you'd have to give yourself permission for that 
But in a lot of situations, we do because we give up so much of ourselves in loving other people. We sometimes have to be reminded it's okay to love us too. So thank you for clarifying because then I think I better understood what you were trying to say or trying to okay. ask me. Okay. You know. I hope I didn't just ramble off like that, and then that wasn't at all what you was trying to say. You're tippy turtling, like, still trying to figure it out. I'm like, uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> Can I buy a bow? So now that y'all know what I'm asking, answer the question. Goodness gracious. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Man. I, just I need to add an amendment. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, you know, and I'm not, in addition to that, I think it's real important as far as easing a woman's mind to take away what it troubles it. Like, if her concern... Um, the reason why she worked herself so hard is because she feel like the needs of the household won't be met. If y'all can sit and have that financial conversation that makes her comfortable and understanding the direction financially of the house so she finds that comfort too, that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of times, it. you know, I'm sitting here thinking, Lord, I don't want the water to be cut off. And it's like, uh, but wait a minute, uh, we got that covered already. Oh. Well, I didn't have to work them extra hours of overtime, you know. Uh, I didn't have to go out here and undersell my products because people act like they broke. You know, um, it'll take some of the stress off if the if if we have a comfortable plan for the finances of the house. That was it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just really think that you know, honestly. Conversation rules a nation. You can learn a lot if you just take the time to talk and sit down and figure out what each other needs. Um, also, I think it does a world of justice by just jumping in. Like, you know, you can see somebody got the tired face or, you know, or you can also <laughs> tell when somebody isn't strong in an area. Like, I openly admit, in the relationship or in life, period, I'm not the one you want over the finances because, I'm going to spend my money because I'm one of them people that feel like, yo, I work for it, so I'm spending it. Now, obviously, that means I don't need to be the person over the family finances. Now, Mm -hmm. that being said, if you know that's you, accept that and don't try to, you know what I mean, make yourself be something that you know you're not because ultimately you make the group lose, then you lose, and then you lose your girl and all kind of stuff, so... Do what's right by the group, and even if it means taking a chunk out of yourself, which means uh, lowering that ego, because everybody ain't a superstar at everything, and you have to admit that to yourself, accept it, and learn to do better, or just keep watching yourself mess up and then saying you don't know why you keep losing. Right, honestly. We ought to take responsibility for what we're good at, basically. And jump in in the middle. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. I think those are good things. I think my biggest concern, like I said, is that I think that we we lose not so much as the ability to communicate, but I think that sometimes we lose 
the ability to compromise and that even if it is a situation where somebody needs to come off of a job, that can be a, you know that could be a very difficult transition uh, because that often requires a lifestyle change. And mm-hmm. a lot of times we don't want to make the compromises necessary for somebody to, to do that. You know, because most of our incomes are, you know, most of our houses are on two incomes now. So if you really had to go to one income because it was a necessity or because, you know, you did feel like your, you know, your wife was too stressed. And on the post there was actually some um, guys who said, I, you know, my wife is, in the process of retiring because she's too stressed and I want her to, you know, be at home. And, you know, there were some guys who said, yeah, I agree. We were, our marriage is tough. She was always stressed out because she had a high, high stress job. She quit her job six months ago and everything has been great. But in the process of doing that, they had to make some change, you know, some changes. She couldn't, you know, you couldn't spend money as much as you used to because, you know, you're, the amount of income that you have, a disposable income has changed. So are we willing to make those changes? Mm-hmm. So I think that's what we kind of, you know, have to think about. Because, that's again, if it is stressful, yeah, if it is a stress, then that might be something that, you, you know, you want to do for your family. But, again, you can't do it if you can't afford it. So, yeah, yep. just my thinking. I don't know. Mhm. And sometimes, you know, and, and I think that also works in the in the reverse, so to speak. There are a lot of people who are trying to force it when you know good and well you need those two incomes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And there's more stress right. in trying to to create a situation that looks good for people who aren't living your life. And that, that creates right. more stress than necessary. So, again, it's more right. in working for what works for your union as opposed to, you know, what makes it look pretty for everybody else. Right. <clears throat> and, again, convers- yes, like, like you guys, we, you got to talk to each other. No, look, I need some help. Or, look, you need some help. You know what I mean? To be able to look at the other person and say, we got something got to give. I see that you need something. I, you need you need me to 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 be there in X Y Z kind of way. Uh-huh. Keisha, what you think? Well, it sounds like everything been said at this point. I mean, you know, I'm always, I've always been the communication person, you know, that alleviates a lot of the confusion when when you keep it open so you can express when you don't feel good, when you need something, when stuff ain't right, when you got options. Look, I got the option to cut back on these hours. I think it'll be good, but will we be able to maintain financially? I think those conversations make all the difference in the world. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those, and you know what? I think the other thing I I was telling me and my mother talking about this earlier. She made a comment, a point that I thought was just true. That is, I think that is one discussion that definitely needs to be had in premarital counseling. You know, how do you about finance as a part of finances? You know, do you want to be a stay at home mom? Do you want to be a stay at home dad? How does that? You know, what I mean, like those conversations need to be had. Um, so that way both of you all know how you want to proceed because if you don't want 
you know, if that's not what you you're, you're down for, then you're not gonna be cool with it. So I think that's something that you definitely mm-hmm. have to do. Is you definitely have to do, you know, have that conversation before. Yep, so, it's gotta be had, baby. Got to. So have yep. the discussions before. Have the discussions before, so that way you guys are always, or or at least most pop, as much as possible, on the same page. So, but it's tough, or it is tough enough. Yeah, unrealistic expectations are not the business. <laughs> Mm-mm. That's a quick way. We have a lot of quick them. way. Yeah, that's a quick way to uh, end up in trouble. So you'd be looking like, what in the world? How did I get here? So all right, let's go ahead and get into uh, final thoughts real quick. Uh, Cover you up first. Uh, I guess now scanning through the post on the on the on the book face. I did find something that, that Donald Trump pointed out that, that might actually be some good. As long as he wins, we may not have to pay taxes ever again because he sure didn't. But, uh, let's Can we see, tell bankruptcy else? like he did too? I'm telling you. All we that becomes legal, obviously, because <laughs> we don't care about it. <laughs> we can do that now. But, uh, you what? Yeah, we can do that. We can do that now. Donald Trump did not stop. But it's not not that interesting. We'll have the Trump interest after sure it happens. He does it again. But, you know. But other than that, you know, as always, keep it petty, man. You got to do something petty to make yourself smile. Like I said, petty makes me smile. So I like being petty. And I don't find anything wrong with it. So be petty every once in a while. Get you a smile for yourself. That's all. All right, Keisha. Well, um, yeah, of course. Um, I push for self-care, and I push it hard. So make sure you take care of yourself. A lot of time, stick to your time. It's hard, but force yourself to have that time <laughs> because it's worth it, and you need you just like everybody around you needs you. Um. Kiki and Classy is enjoying the the I guess you can call it the the fruits of their labor right now, and the many companies that we have to choose from to get quality products for our customers. Um, so you'll see some new items added, actually a little more frequently than we ever have, um, and the catalog is going to get much larger for those who like to order online. Um, and, you know, yeah, you know, keep it pepper, pepper. Yeah. All right. Miss Q? Um, I want to do just a real quick recap on what we talked about tonight as far as how um, we have got to pay close attention to, more attention to what works for us individually, I mean, as couples versus what we have been um, trained as far as drones in this in, in this day-to-day. Let's take a little more time to have conversations with each other instead of socially. You know, even when we think about the, the top, our hot topic for the night as far as, 
Is it cool to show your personal hygiene to your other? Like, have the conversations with each other versus everyone who does not really matter in the grand scheme of things. And um, take time for yourself. And um, I think things go better that way. When we have better self-care, we can give better love to those around us. And that's, that's what we need more of um, overall, love, period. And, again, www.elegancebydesign.com for your all-natural hair and skin care products. And that's all I got. Y'all have a great week. All right. Um, so I have a uh, I have a special announcement to make. Um, so we are actually, um, for those of you guys who don't know, we are making um, a new change. We're making a change um, here on Global Jam Network. Um, so as of October the tenth. Um, due to her um, starting back to school and um, and other responsibilities, uh, Candace Payne and the Woman Cave will no longer be um, on the network. So they're they're going to be on sabbatical. Um, So we definitely are proud of Candace. For those of you all who don't know, um, she uh, started with us and uh, with the Woman Cave and like I said, she went back to school to chase her dream, and so we definitely support her. Um, so the woman came, well, actually, as of October 10th, no longer be on the air. Um, however, so first, before I say that, so first let me say publicly, um, Candace was actually my very first co-host when we were on our other network, and she is um, a sister to me, and so she's like a sister to me. And so I'm very proud of her, and I'm very appreciative of um, everything that she has done, not just for um, Global Job Network, but for, for Winfrey Burns and myself. So um, I want to say thank you, Candace. I'm proud of you. And, of course, we will always uh, support you. Um, so with that said, like I said, um, Monday nights, um, Tina Reed and Tamara Sinclair, um, who have been um, co-hosting, the Woman Cave um, will begin their own show called The Soul Cafe. Um, so starting on Monday nights on October 10th, um, it will be The Soul Cafe, um, which will be uh, hosted by Tina Reed and Tamara Sinclair. Um, and if you've been listening to The Woman Cave the past couple of weeks, um, you get, have been getting a taste of what is of what more is to come. Um, so yesterday they talked about dealing with generational curses, they talked about um, how you um, deal with or um, get past cycles of abuse um, in families and, um, and things like that. So very good um, good show that I'm very proud of, and I'm very excited for those two uh, young ladies to do their thing. So, um, again, Monday nights starting October 10th will, will be the Soul Cafe um, on the Global Draft Network. So I just wanted to announce that. Um, also, um, don't forget that you still have time. Um, October 7th and 9th um, is the, the Kingdom Daughters and Restoration Life Ministries. Um, they're having their 360 to Complete Women's Conference in uh, Oak Brook, Illinois at the Holiday Inn. You still have time to register on their Eventbrite site. 
Um, so do that as well. Um, it is, again, October 7th through the 9th at the Holiday Inn in Oak Brook, Illinois. This is a, um, again, a total body, total woman experience where they're going to talk about balanced nutrition, nutrition, balanced nutrition, excuse me, um, how to talk, talk about fashion, how to adorn yourself, uh, beauty on the inside and out. There will be a worship um, time. There will be um, classes on uh, relaxation classes plus the keynote speaker uh, for the Saturday night session will be Dr. Darlene Allen Nichols, um, who is a really good speaker, as well as um, uh, Elder Anjanette Nero is going to be uh, the worship leader, and yours truly will be doing a fit and finance session on Saturday morning. So it'll be a really good weekend. Um, there's going to be other teachers as well, too. So you still have time to sign up. So other than that, um, again, I want to say I lastly thank you to uh, Rashad, Takesha, and Shakila. You all are awesome. Um, I appreciate you. Thank you to all of our listeners. Um, we could not make it without you. Please continue to share uh, the show with any any and everybody you know. Uh, we will be definitely be um, we definitely like to hear what you guys have to say. Continue to follow us on social media. If you are not a part of the Scoop Group, you, uh, please join. Um, we definitely have some very interesting conversations um, in the group, so and uh, all are welcome. I want you guys to continue to have a great week. Don't forget tomorrow is the Word on Wednesday starting at 7 o'clock Central Standard Time. Um, and we'll be continuing in their series on transition to transformation. Um, and then um, uh, in a couple of weeks, our ladies will be back. Um, so continue to support us, and we will continue to be here. Have a good rest of your week and have a good night. And then you try to diss me So I try to keep it low When you knock me to the floor Cause I don't wanna cry in tears Would you believe This love is forever gone And would you Take this long Sweet road And pull it together Baby If this is good Take me